What's up, sports fans, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Sports C3 podcast, a podcast featuring sports content, coverage, and commentary. I'm your host, WB, at the Sports C3 podcast. I have an exciting episode for you today as I'll provide updates on the Eagles trading Carson Wentz, Fernando Tatis Jr. signing an extension with the San Diego Padres, and the Gus Malzahn era starting at UCF. Plus, baseball is back. I'll provide you with updates on MLB spring training, as well as updates on college basketball, baseball, and FCS football. Thanks so much for listening to the Sports C3 podcast. From the buzzer beaters to the big name free agent signings, the Sports C3 podcast will provide you with the latest updates and insights to stay informed on professional and college sports. Be sure to subscribe at wherever you listen to podcasts and follow me on Twitter at the Sports C3 Pod. First, I'll get you up to speed on the NFL updates of the week. And this past week, all headlines were around the Philadelphia Eagles and Indianapolis Colts as the Eagles traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Colts for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 second round pick. That 2022 second round pick turns into a first rounder if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. I think it's going to turn into a first round pick in the 2022 uh, NFL draft because I think the Wentz will play more than 70% of the snaps and, and I think the Colts will make the playoffs next year. The Colts have a really good roster. And looking at this trade from both teams, First, for the Colts, I think it's a great fit as Carson Wentz reunites with Frank Wright, who previously coached the Eagles and, and it was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles and coach Carson Wentz. And I think Wentz reuniting with Wright in the continuity will really help um, Wentz flourish in the NFL. And the Colts, if you look at the Colts roster, it's a really good roster. I think the Colts have one of the best general managers in Chris Ballard in the NFL. The Colts are really solid up front, led by Quinton Nelson, who's one of the best guards in the NFL. They have a really good running game with Jonathan Taylor, a nice complement of uh, skilled receivers led by T.Y. Hilton. And the Colts are really good on defense, might be one of the best defenses in the NFL, led by Darius Leonard. So I think the the, the system that Reich runs and the, the team around Wentz, I think it's a lot better than it, it has been over the past few years in Philadelphia. And I think that sets up Wentz for success. And I think the Colts may have found their their franchise quarterback moving forward in Carson Wentz. And, and I think the Colts have a really good chance of making the playoffs. Uh, outside of Tennessee in the AFC South, you have Jacksonville and Houston who seem to be rebuilding. And the Colts should be a contender in that AFC South this year. And, and on the Eagles side, it's – all eyes on Jalen Hurts now. The Eagles get a full season to evaluate Jalen Hurts and to see if Hurts is that franchise quarterback. And Hurts is now paired with uh, new Eagles coach Nick Sirianni, who was the Colts offensive coordinator last year. So I think overall, this is a really good trade for both teams. I think it was just a matter of time for when the Eagles traded Carson Wentz. And the Colts, in my opinion, were, were the best landing spot for Carson Wentz due to Frank Wright and that continuity. And overall, it should be a really good trade for, for both teams. And I think both teams now are in a position to evaluate 
their quarterbacks, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and the Colts with Carson Wentz, to see if these quarterbacks are the franchise quarterbacks moving forward for both franchises. Baseball is back, sports fans. And before I discuss the spring training and provide you with updates on spring training, let me first discuss one of the biggest offseason updates in Major League Baseball. That is Fernando Tatis Jr. signing an extension with the San Diego Padres. It's a 14-year extension, $340 million. This is a massive extension. It's the third largest in Major League Baseball history. Tatis Jr. is one of the biggest stars in Major League Baseball and one of the best shortstops in baseball. He finished fourth in National League MVP voting last year. Tatis Jr. is a cornerstone to this Padres franchise, and he carried them last year in the regular season and throughout the playoffs. And this is a good extension for both the Padres and Tatis Jr. The Padres have a really good infield with Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer, and the Padres have a really good pitching staff. They've been really aggressive in free agency over the past few years. They've signed or they traded for Mike Clevinger. They traded for Blake Snell and they traded for you Darvish and that pitching staff along with the lineup should make the Padres contenders for world series in the upcoming years. And I think Tatis Jr. Is one of the most exciting stars in major league baseball. And I think this Padres team is going to be really good moving forward. And Tatis Jr. Should be the best player on the team and possibly the best player in the upcoming years in Major League Baseball. Spring training is officially underway in Major League Baseball, as pitchers and catchers reported last week, and this week, teams will report to spring training. There are two leagues in spring training, the Cactus League in Arizona and the Grapefruit League in Florida, and I'm interested to see how the MLB offseason will impact spring training and the regular season. You have teams who needed a star or two in order to contend, such as the St. Louis Cardinals, as they acquired Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. That should make the Cardinals a contender in the NL Central. You have the New York Mets, who acquired Francisco Lindor. That should make the Mets one of the favorites in the NL East. You also have teams who have been aggressive in free agency and are continuing to build their roster, such as the Toronto Blue Jays as they sign George Springer and Marcus Simeon. That should make them contenders for an AL playoff spot. The Minnesota Twins signing Andrelton Simmons, a shortstop. That should make the Twins contend or even be the favorites in the AL Central. And then you have teams who were World Series caliber that just got better. The Los Angeles Dodgers signing Trevor Bauer. The Dodgers already had a solid rotation and should be one of the favorites to win the World Series this year. The Padres have also been really aggressive. They added Hugh Darvish and Blake Snell, and they're already a World Series caliber team as well. And then you have teams who made the playoffs last year that traded star players and are looking to get back to the playoffs, such as Cleveland trading Francisco Lindor and Tampa Bay trading Blake Snell. There are also new managers as the Chicago White Sox hired Tony La Russa. The White Sox have a solid roster, should contend for the AL Central and the AL playoffs. And the Detroit Tigers, who hired A.J. Hinch, and the Tigers are looking to rebuild. So you have two World Series caliber managers that will be looking to take their teams to the next step. It's exciting that spring training is back. It should be a fun season in baseball, and I'm looking forward to watching spring training 
and the regular season in Major League Baseball. There are a few college basketball coaching updates from this past week. First, Boston College has parted ways with head coach Jim Christian. Boston College was 3-13 and this season, and in seven seasons as the head coach at Boston College, Christian was 78-132. and It's going to be very important for Boston College in this next hire to get it right because the ACC is one of the best basketball conferences in college basketball. Virginia, Florida State are two of the best teams in the ACC. Virginia Tech seems to be a program on the rise, and they're probably ahead of schedule with their coach, Mike Young. He's doing a great job there. And you have the traditional powers, North Carolina and Duke, that do such a good job of recruiting that Boston College, in order to compete in the ACC, it's going to have to make a really outstanding hire in order to compete with the likes of the Virginia, the Florida State, the Virginia Tech in the ACC, and and also the traditional powers. So I'm curious to see who will be the next coach at Boston College. And finally, Nate Oates has signed an extension to remain the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball coach as Oates signs an extension through the 2026-2027 season. And currently, Alabama is in first place in the SEC this season and projected as a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. In Oates's first year, Alabama went 16-15, and 15, and Oates has won wherever he has coached at. At Buffalo, Oates took the Bulls to three NCAA tournaments in four years. I think this is a smart extension on Alabama's part. And when you look at programs and coaches on the rise in college basketball, I would put Alabama near the top of the list. Alabama is traditionally a football school, and Oates is showing that the Crimson Tide can not only compete but win the SEC and also make a significant run in the NCAA tournament. I think it's a wise extension by Alabama, and the Crimson Tide should compete in the SEC and also potentially compete in the NCAA tournament for Final Fours and and maybe a championship depending upon – um, the recruits that come into Alabama for many years to come in Oates's uh, tenure as a basketball coach. And finally, there are several updates in the conference standings in college basketball. First, in the Big Ten, the number three Michigan Wolverines remain in first place with a big 92-87 win over the number four Ohio State Buckeyes. Michigan is the clear-cut favorite to win the Big Ten, one of the best teams in college basketball. And Michigan has a big game against Iowa this week, who is in fourth place in the Big Ten. Those teams will square off on Thursday. Ohio State, meanwhile, will have to battle Illinois and Iowa for second place. And you also can't count out Purdue, who could make a run at second place. But overall, Michigan leading the Big Ten looks like the clear-cut favorite to win the Big Ten regular season. In the Big 12, The Kansas Jayhawks have won five straight games and are now in third place in the Big 12 standings. Kansas has two big games this week versus Texas Tech and Baylor. Oklahoma is in second place in the Big 12, and Kansas could challenge Oklahoma for a second-place finish. It looks like Baylor is going to win the Big 12 regular season title. Baylor is one of the best teams in college basketball, and Kansas and Oklahoma would be a fun finish for second place and to see who gets second place. And you also can't count out Texas and West Virginia as well, as both of those teams could sneak up to second place. There's a new leader in the ACC, and that is Florida State. After defeating Virginia 81-60 to on Monday, 
and then beating Pittsburgh 79 to 72 on Saturday. Florida State is now the ACC leader because Virginia has lost two straight games, losing to Florida State. And then on Saturday, Virginia lost to Duke 66 to 65. Florida State is a solid team leading the ACC conference. And Virginia and Florida State, those two teams should finish one and two in the ACC this year. And you also can't count out Virginia Tech, who actually beat Virginia earlier this year. Virginia Tech could sneak up into second place. But right now, Florida State is leading the ACC and is playing some of the best basketball in, in overall in college basketball. And in the Pac-12, there's a tie now atop the Pac-12 basketball standings as USC lost to Arizona 81-72 to on Saturday. And UCLA beat Arizona State 80-79. to USC and UCLA are tied in the Pac-12. This will be an interesting finish in the Pac-12 because you also can't count out Oregon, who could also sneak up to first place in the Pac-12. And Oregon is in second place, and they can certainly, they have the talent to make a run for first place. And in the American Athletic Conference, there's a new leader, and that is Wichita State, who defeated Houston as Houston was leading the American Athletic Conference 68-63 to on Thursday. Wichita State has won five straight games and is in first place. Very impressive um, this year, Wichita State. And, and Houston was on that two-line in the NCAA uh, March Madness bracket projections. They could fall. And also keep an eye on Memphis. They're, Memphis is in third place. And Memphis and Houston still have to play in a few weeks. So that game could very well determine who is the leader or even in second place in the American Athletic Conference. And finally, in the Horizon League, both Cleveland State and Wright State share the Horizon League regular season title as co-champions. And in the Horizon League Conference Tournament, Cleveland State is the one seed and Wright State is the two seed. Now I'll provide you with updates on college football. And first, the Gus Smiles On era begins at UCF as UCF hired Malzahn as their head football coach on a five-year contract. Malzahn was previously the head coach at the University of Auburn for eight years, was 68 and 35, and was also offensive coordinator for three years at Auburn. This is a really good hire by UCF, in my opinion, and I think Malzahn will bring a lot of stability to the UCF football program. First, Malzahn should bring in a really solid coaching staff that will help UCF. And I think, secondly, Malzahn should really help UCF with recruiting, especially in the state of Florida. Malzahn is really familiar, having recruited in SEC territory before at the University of Auburn. And this should help UCF's roster in recruiting rankings. And UCF really needs a coach such as Malzahn, because the All-American Conference is really good now in football. You have Cincinnati and head coach Luke Fickle, who took Cincinnati to the Peach Bowl last year. Tulsa is a really good program. Memphis is a really good program. And it's going to be difficult for Malzahn, in my opinion, to get started in the AAC Conference until he has his recruiting classes. And right away in the first year as, as at UCF and Malzahn, they have to play Boise State. That's a really tough game to start off with. And then you get the AAC games with Cincinnati and, and Memphis and, 
it, UCF should really benefit, I think, from Malzahn being hired, especially as it relates to scheduling games with Power 5 teams. I think you'll see UCF try to do that more now that Malzahn is head coach, especially scheduling games with Miami, Florida, Florida State. I think that'll really help the UCF football program and, and the stability of, of the football program under Malzahn. And I think this is a really good hire for UCF. I think they hire the best coach that was available, and I would expect UCF to compete in the AAC for football under Malzahn. He's a really good coach, a really good recruiter, and I think UCF will be one of the better teams in the AAC with Malzahn as a head coach. College football is back with spring games as the FCS, or Football Championship Subdivision, kicked off this past weekend. The season actually kicked off on February 13th, but conference play began this past weekend. Overall, there's roughly 12 FCS conferences that will be playing football this spring. There's some changes to the football format in the playoffs. 16 teams will now make the playoffs as opposed to the usual 24, which is a breakdown of 10 conference champions and six at-large bids. The reigning champ is North Dakota State, who defeated James Madison last year in the championship game and should be the favorite to win the FCS championship. North Dakota State is in a league of their own. They've won 38 straight games. They're seeking their fourth straight title. And they'll also be playing their games without star quarterback Trey Lance, a projected NFL draft pick. North Dakota State played one game in the fall versus Central Arkansas, and they won 39-28. to Trey Lance did play in that game, passing for 149 yards and two touchdowns, and also rushing for 166 yards and two touchdowns. This past weekend, North Dakota State continued the role. They beat Youngstown State. They should absolutely be the favorite in the FCS championship this year. And overall, there's some strong conferences. Missouri Valley Conference, you have North Dakota State. They're probably the best team in the FCS division. Then four other teams are also ranked in the preseason top 25. Northern Iowa, South Dakota State, Illinois State, all ranked. And actually, this past weekend, South Dakota State did beat Northern Iowa. And then you have Southern Illinois and North Dakota, who also could be in the top 25 during the season. Another strong conference is the Colonial Athletic Association. And James Madison, a perennial power, probably the biggest challenger to North Dakota State to win the FCS title, along with Villanova, another solid team. And finally, the Big Sky will be competitive this year with Weber State in eastern Washington. It's exciting that FCS football is playing this spring. There should be some really good games, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the regular season and the playoffs uh, play out in the FCS football. Another sport has started its season this past week, and that is college baseball. As games were played this past week, presently, the top five teams in college baseball, according to the preseason rankings, are Florida at number one, followed by UCLA, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt, and Louisville. And from this past week's games, there were several notable series from top 25 teams. First, number 21 Miami swept a three-game series versus number one Florida, which was extremely impressive. Then, Georgia State took two of three games from number 14 West Virginia. That was also impressive by Georgia State, as West Virginia is one of the best teams in college baseball. Overall, in the landscape of college baseball, there are some really good conferences that should create some exciting games and exciting matchups. 
first in the ACC. You look at teams such as Miami, who have two first-team All-Americans and just swept Florida. Miami is a really good baseball team. Anyone in the ACC can contend that is in the top 25. Teams such as Louisville could make a run, as well as NC State, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Wake Forest. All those teams could compete in the College World Series. Moving on to another conference, the Big 12. The Big 12 is really impressive in terms of their top 25 teams that they have. You look at Texas Tech, and then you look at Texas, TCU. All those teams can compete as well for College World Series. And then finally, the SEC is absolutely loaded. You have a team such as Vanderbilt that has two first-team All-American pitchers. Florida that returns a ton of talent. And then you look at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee. All those schools can compete, as well as Auburn can compete for the College World Series title. It should be an interesting season, an exciting season in college baseball. For the final topic, I'll highlight the top games, teams, and sports updates for you to follow heading into this week. There's lots to follow in college basketball. And first, check out a very big game in the SEC with number eight Alabama traveling to number 24 Arkansas. Alabama and Arkansas are one and two in the SEC standings with Alabama leading. This is a really big game in the SEC. In the Big Ten, keep an eye on Iowa this week as the Hawkeyes have a tough week of games traveling to number three Michigan on Thursday. And then again, to number four, Ohio State on Sunday. Iowa's currently in fourth place in the Big Ten standings. A few wins this week by the Hawkeyes could propel Iowa into the second or even third position in the Big Ten standings. In football, in the FCS, check out a pair of Missouri Valley football conference games with North Dakota State versus Southern Illinois and South Dakota State versus North Dakota this weekend. Finally, in college baseball, there are some great games that start on Monday in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown. Number seven, Mississippi State faces number three, Texas Tech. Number six, Ole Miss plays number nine, Texas. And finally, number eight, Arkansas plays number 10, TCU. That's all for today on the Sports C3 Podcast. Join me next week for more updates on professional and college sports. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Sports C3 Pod and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, WB, on the Sports C3 podcast, and thank you, sports fans, for listening to the Sports C3 podcast. (laughs) 